Hello. Thanks so much for coming on the Vantage Point podcast. Yeah, I've wanted to get you on for a while because you you seem to have found like this sort of revamped dedication to to your fitness journey. And I wanted to sort of yeah. get, get in your mind a little bit about that. What was it that prompted this sort of restart of your fitness journey? And, and how's that restart going so far? I went through a breakup. So that was quite a big thing. And then That'll do it. I've changed. Yeah, yeah quite a big motivation for a lot of people moving house new job everything started falling into place again after coming out of bit quite of like a bad point with my mental health and I knew that I needed to start taking care of myself again because previously I lost about 12 kilos after wow. putting on weight during lockdown yeah and I'd put on quite a lot of the weight back on so slowly chipping away at that again now sounds like you found like a new routine and uh when when other things in your life start to align like that um it it can make everything seem a bit more simple and then there's something that you think you build up to be this like monumental task like going to the gym um suddenly becomes a lot easier because you've not got these other distractions kind of holding you back or or yeah definitely yeah definitely and you know you find yourself in a new groove with work and your personal life and especially with it being summer now as well like that's quite a big motivating factor for most people to be honest because it's lighter out as well for much longer yeah that's it and you're going to be spending more time at the beach and you 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 know especially Mm -hmm. as a a trainer you want to you want to show you want to show all the training yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly show off the hard-earned gains do you have like a sort of sporty background? Um, did you do a lot of sports to oh. begin with or did you get into training later? Yeah, so like ever since I was a little kid, um, always into sport, football, cricket. And then when I went to secondary school, netball, hockey, athletics, literally anything and everything, I just threw myself into it and one of the things I've started recently is hockey again. So right. just kind of igniting an old passion. But yeah, and then when I was about 16, I started going to the gym with my boyfriend at the time and just kind of formed a passion for it since then. So anyone who knew me from when I was younger, I'm not surprised that I'm a personal trainer in the slightest. I was very briefly a, a coach on the school hockey team. Uh, field hockey oh right um, yeah I wasn't good but I was the best of like the very <laughs> small group of people that were doing field hockey in my school at the time um <laughs> what would you say has been like the hardest challenge then because if, if you already had this kind of sporty background um I assume you're pretty familiar with most exercises going into the gym or or is that yeah. not the case what, what's been the hardest challenge you've faced on your fitness journey so far Probably weight gain, to be honest, because I was always really small and petite when I was younger. And then I think a big thing that not just myself, but a lot of people struggle with is the transition from being a child to a teenager to an adult after you've gone through puberty and then you're a full grown adult, your body changes entirely. And obviously, you know going from being a teenager where you're essentially forced to do exercise a lot during school once you leave school that's it you're like if you don't make yourself go you don't go and yeah it was the weight gain that came with it to be honest it was very unfamiliar and uncomfortable as well I'd say yeah yeah I've, I've, I've been there as well um I think you get 
as a teenager and a young in your early 20s like you um you kind of just rely on you, you can stay skinny like no matter mm-hmm. what you do and uh I got into powerlifting I started really up in my calories thinking oh this is great I'm getting really strong I can lift so much weight I was training hard as well so I thought there's no chance I'm gonna get fat right but, and then I got really fat yeah. <laughs> and it, it really <laughs> messed with my head because I'm like, I'm still training really hard, but I've not been really watching what I'm eating. And it comes to lockdown time a few years back and I go into lockdown. Suddenly I can't use a gym and I'm the fattest I've ever been. I'm like, okay, time to really look at this and, and actually yeah. really think about what I'm putting in my body, like how much cardio and other types of fitness I'm doing as well. A lot of people experience the very same thing, whereas... I'm not really a workout from home person. It has to be the environment for me, which is quite a big thing. So trying to work out from home was impossible. I did have a coach briefly and yeah, same again. Like it just was not clicking for me in the slightest. It wasn't until the gyms opened again that suddenly felt like I had a grasp on my life again and how I could look in my training. Tell me about how your sort of maybe revamped passion for training has has translated into you being able to provide more value for the people you train. Definitely. Um, in comparison to some PTs I know of and see on Instagram, you obviously get a lot of the fitness influencer types who have just kind of fallen into it because I saw it happen a lot during lockdown where people were making oh, fitness yeah. accounts, there's something to do, and then all of a sudden um, the personal trainers Um, But for me, having that weight gain and also I'm quite open about suffering with mental health issues. Like in my one of my recent posts said that I'm on antidepressants Um, and a lot more people are on them than you'd realise, to be honest. But people think it's quite taboo to speak about. But I think because I'm so open it does definitely help. And I can see a lot more from my client's perspective when they're struggling with their nutrition to get into a groove with training and um, just to kind of knock bad habits and rebuild new ones. I think I can gain a lot more trust from them in that sense because I've been yeah. in their shoes before. Yeah, you can empathize with them in a way that maybe people who, you know, maybe already had just had the athletic body they've never been through some of those hardships they may mm. have been through maybe some of the mental health hardships either then they just decide oh i might become a trainer because i already looked the part and just kind of fit in yeah and uh they, they can't actually help people as much as they probably think they can no definitely not i think it's one of those where you have to walk the walk the talk the talk definitely you oh, can't yeah. just happen to become <laughs> somebody like I find it quite mad to be honest because you are influencing somebody's life and it goes beyond just the way they exercise as well. That's what I think a lot of people don't realise. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's more of a lifestyle, isn't it? I think um yeah. you know, one thing that put me off um I'm rec- I'm soon to become a personal trainer as well. I'm, oh, I've, well I've been done. putting my yeah. little business plans together. Yeah, and, nice. um you know, it's a pretty crazy space, but the thing that put me off getting into it for a while, I did my level 2 ages ago, so I've been doing classes and stuff basically, you, you know the drill, but um yeah. The thing that put me off going for my level 3 and actually going for being a PT was it it felt like there's so much competition and the people you would be competing against 
might not actually be better than you or know more than you or spent more time in the gym than you they might just look a certain way or take certain mm -hmm. certain things to to look that way and uh and kind of blag their way in and it, it's it's a bit of an unlevel playing field because new people they won't know if you're talking sense or if you're not you know it's mm -hmm. hard for a new yeah. person to tell if this person knows what they're talking about or if they just look the part yeah it's it's like imposter syndrome in mm. a way which i totally get that's exactly how i felt when i first started and i'm about a year and a half in now and a lot of those feelings have passed, so I, I promise they will pass eventually. Um, but it does come with time as well. I used to think, like, oh, I don't look the part. Um, I put on all this weight. I don't look after myself. How some of these people look, like I'm supposed to be telling people what to do with their lives so they can enjoy their life more. How am I supposed to be the one telling them what to do if I can't do it? But as... I started taking on clients and started being a PT and turning it more of, into a career than just doing a qualification to have a qualification. I realized that you don't always have to look the parts to know what you're doing. But in competition wise, I completely get it. Like you're not going to go to somebody who's obese, per se, and think, no. oh, yeah, you know what? You're the personal trainer for me. Yeah, I think I think uh, actually it gives you more credit that um, that you've put weight on and you knew then how to lose it than someone yeah. who's just al always been in good shape. Like I would respect that way more, even as someone who knew nothing about the gym. Um, surely, surely that's a good thing for people to see. Yeah, and a motivational definitely. thing. Yeah, yeah. Like when I first have clients, because I've had I've had a range of different clients. Like I've had. 20 years old, 20 year olds. I've had someone who's in his 70s, um, a lot of menopausal women as well. Uh, there's such a range, but one thing I always, one common goal that they all have is usually to lose weight. And one of the things I do is always show them my before and after pictures so all right. that I can show them, like, oh, you know, I I know how you feel and I know how to get you to the point that you want to get. That visual hits home, doesn't it, with anyone? You know, you, you can mm -hmm. translate that to any to anyone from any background. They can see that somewhere along the line that took some hard work and that took some actual dedication and application of the knowledge that, that you obviously have. I've got a bit of a guilty um, admission here that I did also get you on my podcast to kind of pick your brains about the whole PT side, side <laughs> of things, you know, because I'm, I'm going to go into it myself yeah. soon. One thing I was wondering, I think a lot of people would wonder who are outside of this bubble as well. You offer online coaching. Um, mm -hmm. Some people might not know what online coaching is. And I was wondering, for the benefit of the listeners, for the benefit of me, how do you run the online coaching side of things? And do, do you ever find it hard to connect with people who aren't in the same room as you? Yeah, with one-to-one -one personal training, doing it on the gym floor, you definitely get to know your clients a lot better. It's a lot more gossiping and you become professional friends in a way, whereas you don't quite get the same with your online coaching. But with the online coaching, you're a bit more there consistently throughout the day. There's a lot more frequency to it, whereas with some of my clients before, I'd see them the once or twice a week and that would be it and they wouldn't really want anything more to do other than that that's their fill 
but with online coaching people have the opportunity to speak to you daily um the app that i use which is very popular uh, online coaching app uh, trainerize um it's quite good because it sends automated messages daily um after workouts after they do the tasks i've tried a lot of different online coaching platforms and they've all been a bit rubbish in comparison to that one so if you're looking into it definitely go for trainerize um oh, but it's just very yeah it's definitely user friendly for the consumer as well so i'm recently starting with an online coach again myself um i've had a couple of online coaches in the past when i've used trainerize i've been able to see it from my client perspective as well where the user interface for the exercises and putting in their meals and all the other habits is so much better. I also um, create like educational packs for my clients. So just a bit of um, information about macros and hitting your calorie targets and how it all comes together. Because one of the big reasons why I gained weight during lockdown was because I didn't understand it in the slightest. You know, I did... A level P, CCP, yeah, and you know what? It barely even touched on it. So right. I think from a client point of view, it's easier to stick to it if you actually understand what you're doing as well. I get from that that what you're saying is that um the main benefit of online coaching is probably the accountability side of it. Um that it's mm-hmm. it can be really, really part of your life uh, in a way that you know, because pe- people don't make time like do they? Pe- people are quite no. lazy, especially people just getting into their fitness journey. You know, it, you really have to hold these people accountable, and that's what really they're paying you to do is is change, transform their lifestyle. And the only way you can actually do that is by being on their back. And if if an app can help you do that, then yeah, I'm all for that. There's been times where I've I say I've finished work late, and I'll be messaging them at like eleven, twelve at night, checking in, knowing that. By the morning, they'll get back to me. But also, it's going to be one of the first messages they see when they wake up as well. So that's nice. You can bug them a lot. You can bug them a lot more with online coaching. Definitely, almost daily messaging with a lot of clients, which is good because I want them to feel like they can speak to me as much as they want as well. Do you ever find that it um, sort of encroaches a little bit into your personal life? Do you ever find like you you just don't get time for yourself? When I first started doing personal training in general, it was like I always had homework looming over my head. I was thinking, I was like, oh, you know, I've I've got so much I need to do. I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. And I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. But I've learned to set my boundaries a lot more now because when I first started doing the personal training, especially when I was doing one-to-ones, I was also working another job. So I ended up doing 14 hour days most days. So at that point, yeah, it did. It was quite a big learning curve to learn to set my boundaries and actually stick to them. Yeah. I think I I would have to do that if I'm, if I'm thinking of going into to to doing this sort of thing, I'd have to be like, right after this time, I'm not messaging anyone. (laughs) This time I will message everyone, (laughs) you know? Um, So obviously um, personal training, it, it can be, not always but it can be quite lucrative but aside from the money side of things like what is it about training people and helping people obviously this is something you've sort of always had an idea that you wanted to do Mm -hmm. um what is it about 
like helping people reach their goals like what do you get out of that it's just really rewarding in like every cheesy way possible you know you get to so obviously like I was saying earlier I create the educational packs for my clients because they don't know any better and I didn't know any better but I've invested a lot of my time into learning about all these different factors that you can change about your lifestyle and it's nice to kind of reap the rewards from all that hard work I put into learning but also being able to see my clients put it into their life and utilize it and actually like start being happy and a lot more confident and feeling like they've taken control of their lives again you want everyone to be happy I don't wish ill on anyone you know it's just one of those things it's incredibly rewarding like I've had a client who she needed to be a certain weight to get into the police and we worked really hard to get her to the point where she needed to be and this change of job was going to be life-changing almost it benefited her and her children massively it propelled her in the right direction for the career she wanted to do and putting in those months of work got her to where she needed to be so it was really rewarding to see like the butterfly effect from that essentially and to be part of that was quite special yeah. yeah Yeah, it must be so satisfying yeah, to be the catalyst for for a journey like that, and uh, mm-hmm. and then to see the see what happens at the end of it, like see them get to where where they yeah. where they said they wanted to get to at the start. Um, tell me then about a um, a personal goal that you've got right now. It can be a training goal, it can be a, a sort of life goal. <laughs> What's a goal you've got? Probably continue on a bit of a weight loss journey and building muscle and just becoming overall strong. Um, definitely want to focus on my fitness levels like my cardiovascular health spent quite a few years just kind of smashing the weights back um just focusing on the way I look and also neglected my like actual health a little bit um as I've gotten older family members have gotten um sick like my mum's had cancer and stuff and it's just essentially one of those parts of life but also I know I'm at the point now being 22 where I in like 20, 40, 60 years, if I don't put in the work now, then I'm going to regret it. If I end up becoming sick, I'll just always think back like, oh, why don't I take care of myself? Why don't I do this? Why don't I do this? Like osteoporosis is something that runs in my family and weightlifting can be massive benefit to avoiding that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah just focusing absolutely. on fitness as well. That's yeah. the that's the uh, main goal right now. I'm very much in the same place. Like I, I think uh it, it's it almost hurts to see like some of my friends from school or or people who I knew who they were like the sporty ones in school and they've just let it go. And it's like, geez, unless mm-hmm. you get back into it now, you're you're not gonna be healthy when you're, you know, sixty plus, you know, you're even forty plus. Some of them look like old people already. And um you know the the more you do weight training and, and build your strength and build your heart health even now like that's going to translate so much into like your later life because it's at some point you're going to reach a point where there's not a lot you can do about it there's not a lot yeah, you can exactly. kind of turn back the clock but now like when we're in our 20s it's like it's the prime time to really you know get it together and, and build a sort of just a, basically extend your 20s 
that's what you're doing, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, yeah, basically, you want to get to a point where you've got children and you want to be around for those children and you want to be able to actually pick them up and do all the things that parents do and live your life properly without worrying that, oh, you know, bad back at 45, can't, can barely walk down the stairs. It's yeah, little yeah, things no like that. that. No, exactly. Or you've got you've hit type two diabetes because you just indulge just a little bit too much rather than moderating it. We've talked a little bit about like mental health side of things. How important do you think mindset is in the context of a regular gym routine? I think a lot of it is mindset. Your body is perfectly capable of doing a lot of these things. It's your mindset around it, whether you're not knowledgeable enough or you don't care enough it's the mental discipline to actually mm. get up get out go to the gym do the workout you know not every workout's going to be a good one or the best one but even being able to get up go to the gym do 10 minutes on the treadmill and think you know what now today's not the day you at least tried so that's the big thing yeah i think i think going just into sense, a workout yeah just a sense yeah. of accomplishment of something yeah, I think going into a workout with the right mindset, um, you know, even if it turns out, like you say, you do 10 minutes on a treadmill and it's like, right, today's not the day, but at least yeah. you go in with a positive mindset to start with. Let's see how much I can get out of this. Whereas a lot of people will turn up because they feel like they have to, because they feel like it's a chore that they have to get done. Mm -hmm. And that's the wrong mindset going in. You want to go in thinking, what can I get out of this hour that I've dedicated to the gym? And if it doesn't work out in the first 10 minutes, that's fine you know just make sure you give it yeah. a good go before you give up on it yeah exactly and that's a big like going into my clients sessions as well I try and do things that they actually enjoy like you said some people just find it a chore and they just force themselves to go and you know that's going to ruin your mindset towards exercise because you think oh no I'm just doing it because I have to I don't enjoy it in the slightest it should be something enjoyable so say if somebody wants to run on the treadmill for an hour or if they want to lift weights for an hour, I think encouraging any type of exercise is better than just feeling like you have to stick to one thing, which is something I see quite a lot on Instagram um, and just the fitness influencer world where it's, oh, you know, you need to do weights or like the trends that come and go, oh, you should be doing Pilates. Oh, I do this on the Stairmaster. Just, just do what you actually enjoy. Stop following influencer workouts. You know, that's quite funny because um, I actually had that as like the last thing I was going to ask you, <laughs> which <laughs> what do you think about like some of these like Instagram fitness gurus who do like some of the craziest stuff and uh, they'll make like a, you know, like a, a TikTok, no, sorry, Instagram reel and it'll be mm -hmm. like 15 mental exercises back to back, no rest, all fast cuts with the camera. And it's like, they're showing this to like probably beginners what, what do you think mm -hmm. about people who see this sort of thing and they go in the gym thinking right that's what I've got to be like straight away do you think that's kind of damaging oh. do you think it's a oh, unrealistic yeah. setting unrealistic standards of where people should be at oh definitely um I used to be so heavily influenced by it because I've always kind of immersed so. myself in that world since about 14 15 and you know, I'd always, I just remember going to the gym and always doing 
these Instagram workouts that I'd see and I'd spend like 15 minutes feel, trying to find workouts. And it was like abs in 15 or like get abs in two weeks. Uh. And it, it, yeah, it's, it's quite damaging because you don't really know any better. And with TikTok especially being a bit more targeted to younger people as well, it's worrying at the same time that people will just do anything for likes and views and because it gives them money or just satisfaction that people are watching it when really it's just quite damaging. Yeah, or just attention, isn't it? Yeah, like so a, fake. You'll see these videos, it's like, oh, five hacks to lose belly fat. And it's like, you can't even, you cannot spot reduce belly fat. But the amount of mm-hmm. times I see videos saying, here's how to get visible abs, here's how to this and that. And it's, it's yeah. all unattainable things where it looks like that should do that like they'll be doing 100 crunches upside down and stuff and it's like just do this every day and that's how you get a six pack (laughs) you know it's not fashionable to say have a balanced diet it's not fashionable to say you know intake fewer calories than you're than you're burning essentially (laughs) you know even though that's the obvious thing yeah, and it's it's not even just the younger generation that get influenced by it as well. I've had a lot of my older lady clients come up to me and they're like, oh, like I really want to just lose weight around like my stomach. And I'm like, you can't do that. Like, oh, you know, I've seen these workouts and this person did it. And I'm like, I, I can guarantee you they're lying. The science says no. And it's, yeah. it's quite sad to see because you have to reverse a lot of the damage that's been done with their outlook on how to train and how they should view themselves. Especially with a lot of these women having had children as well. Like that's quite damaging to them because your body changes so much during that time. And you're watching all these really thin influencers who have got abs and they're probably 23 marks. It's like, yeah, of course they look like they're in the prime of their lives because they are and it's not because they've been working out for as long as they have they've a genetically blessed taking things they probably shouldn't or it's just edited as well because it's so easy to edit edit videos now as well oh yeah yeah it's like that um do you remember that guy with the jaw widening thing um yeah he went everywhere viral and it was like he says if you chew this thing it makes your jaw wider but he'd yeah. be doing it and you'd see the wall get wider behind him <laughs> it's like but people are still falling for it you know yeah definitely that's the thing and it's as time's going by as well it's becoming a lot more convincing especially with everything ai that's coming out as well there's going to be an ai generated fitness influencer soon that's just got the perfect body has a perfect voice um has all the right captions on the screen and everything. And it's like, what are you going to do about it? People are going to believe it. Oh, 100%. And it, yeah, it's it's quite sad, really. But what what can you do at the same time? It's just one of those where if you become a PT or an influencer, you just have to stay true to your morals, essentially, and keep promoting the right things. Obviously, people are tempted to compare themselves to either what they see online or even just their friends or other people at the gym. It's easy to say don't compare yourself to others, but what would you swap that comparison for? Like, how would you think about it in a different way? I'm still guilty of comparing, even though I try and... uh, Yeah, like, it's just, I think it's just very much human nature 
to keep comparing. But I think yeah. if you are going to do it, you need to be able to pick out all the toxic stuff you're comparing yourself to. Now, when I compare, um, I try and think of it more as like, oh, you know, they're eating these meals, which is probably why they're looking a bit better. But also with the knowledge I've got, I know they're including the protein, including the fats, including the carbs. Like that's a good meal. And maybe if I started eating a bit more like that, then I could look a bit more how I want to look because my appearance, well, I want my appearance to look similar to theirs. I don't directly compare and wish like, oh, I looked exactly, I wish I looked exactly like them. It's more so the lifestyle of comparison. Yeah, that's it. That's that's interesting. Yeah, and it's a lot easier to change your lifestyle than it is to change your looks in that sense unless you're obviously going to go off and get plastic surgery there's a lot yeah, of people, yeah lot which of is people, all still an option still yeah an option. yeah yeah <laughs> you know you do you but it's yeah i think it's easier to if you're gonna if you go into compare at least compare your lifestyle in a way you know if you're yeah. sat there feeling rubbish about yourself but you've just eaten a load of junk food and you sat there looking at these influencers who are drinking their smoothies and eating the vegetables. You won't have also got yourself to blame. In That's a true. Slight it's way true. As well. Yeah. When you start comparing lifestyles and you start adopting these habits, you slowly see the benefits of why they were doing that in the first place. And you eventually become that person that you were so quick to compare yourself to. But it's actually benefiting your life as well. It's interesting mm. what you're saying there about comparing lifestyle rather than comparing physical attributes. And I think that's it. People get so um, hung up on looking a certain way, whereas what they should be thinking about is feeling a certain way. And also then comparing yourself to your previous self. How can I do better, just a little bit better than what I was doing before? Um, mm-hmm. Hello, we're running out yeah. of time, unfortunately. So I'm going to finish it there. But thanks again so much for coming on. Um, no, thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah.